0: Hallelujah. Wow. Well, first things first, I just want to start, start over here and say it's not an occupy main, like occupy wall street type of thing. When you set up shop in your father's house. Okay. You have a right to be there. I want you guys, I want you to know that you, you guys know that right tonight. So when you sit down in the place at his at his feet, it's not you occupying a place that's not already yours. You're not taking somebody's spot. And he's not—he's not trying to just get get you out. <laughs> uh, he wants you to to pile in his bed. Like my kids, I want them out of my bed. But, <laughs> but I first I, I, one thing I just—is there anybody that here that was that that needed a word that didn't get one during that ministry time? Be bold if it's you. Yes, no, okay, all right. Was it you? All right, brother, well, I just want you to know, I actually have been praying for you a little bit, um, and your heart, God blooms, it blooms so well in the soil of your heart. His faith, he, he wants you to know, in the words of Pastor Zach, that you look like your father. Head to toe, core, core, to, core, to, core, to, core to, to external, it, it's who you are. He loves you, wants you to know that tonight. Um, most of my job's already done because Jesus has already moved. <laughs> and what's so cool about Jesus is that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I actually want to talk to you tonight about voices and feelings. <laughs> Amazing, huh? Pastor Zach didn't know that, by the way. Um, i just love to confirm that Jesus is real and on the move always. And, and it's not about how you feel, but it is about what you listen to. Levi, I don't even know if he was knew how prophetic he was saying, but he called Jesus the seed of liberty, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit tonight. I want to talk about seed and what seed you sow in your own heart. Have anybody, anybody here? Let me just let's pray first. Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you that you're good. And that we don't have to try to be you, we already are you. We just have to give ourselves permission to be you and for you to be you in us. So, Jesus, tonight we give you permission, I give you permission to speak and to use me to just tell your kids you love them. And hopefully to to, to show them the picture that you've shown me in my heart. And in part, the empowerment of how. Because I think so many times we get caught up in the, the, the fact that it exists and it blows us away. But we, but we don't know how to get there. So Jesus, I thank you for every grace that we already exhibit and live in and move in. But I also thank you for every grace we don't even know about. And every grace that we've forgotten and lost the fight to see and have tonight. That you would awaken those things in us. And that you would empower us tonight with your love and your hope in Jesus name. Amen. Has anybody tonight ever been in a situation where you felt like, I just got back from the, from the beach. So waves and ocean is kind of, kind of the mentality that I'm in tonight, but it can, it can go in many different ways. But let's think about it this way. Anybody ever felt like that for a time you were riding the crest of the wave, like everything's going good. Like you're on top of the world. Everything's lining up. The, you're caught the wave, man. You're riding it. You're, you're, I mean, you're confident about what's going to happen. Okay? So, good. I'm in the right room. Anybody ever had that turn within the, like matter of minutes or hours? And I, don't, and I don't even mean turn in the sense of the physical manifestation of it. But in here. And in here. See, the title of my message is called Little Foxes. I didn't know you. I, I, didn't, I didn't get... I didn't know... I, so... We're really going to put God to the test tonight and to make sure see how in line our hearts are. But, but um, I want to talk. I, I already know how the answer to that, by the way. But I want to talk because the difference between being on the crest of that wave and being buried underneath it is a matter of truth, not a matter of feeling. And the enemy, his number one battlefront... For His assault on your life comes through voices and feelings. And so I want to tonight give us some practical, hopefully, let's be serious, there's really nothing practical about the kingdom of God. It's completely supernatural. We have to enter enter it and move in it by faith. So as practical as we can be, how how do we walk through that? Because and I'll just, I'll be real with you tonight. Like I went on vacation and I was riding a wave. I came back and I felt like I'm under the ocean. <laughs> I mean, really struggling. I mean, if you, I mean, I not go into that. <laughs> Making mistakes and stuff that I don't do, right? Um, and I'm a talker. So, I mean, when I make mistakes talking, that's, that's weird to me. Because <laughs> um, I practice it all the time. No, um, and so, but my point is, is that all of a sudden I was, I was struggling. And I was sitting in my morning prayer time with Jesus. And I was mulling over that, how I felt under the wave. And Jesus has this wonderful way in my relationship with him to just subtly go, where did that come from? And and so I dialogue, well, it comes from the fact that I feel like this man, I can hear this. This is where that's... I mean, come on, look at that. And, and he goes, so all of a sudden, those things have permission in your life to tell, tell you I'm a liar? Because what voices we listen to and what feelings... So, so let, me, let me back up a minute. Let me tell you this. The fact that you hear voice is totally normal, guys. Pastor Zach has, has taught you guys well. We all hear voices all the time. So for some of you, man, you're not just got better because you just realized you ain't crazy. <laughs> the rough, the rough. So, so all of us, we all hear voices. But there, there's a very important a couple of tools that I want to unpackage tonight of how to make sure we're hearing the right voices. And so then let's, let's jump from voices to feelings for a minute. Feelings are real. You feel them. Absolutely valid. But not every feeling you feel is from God. That's right. And how, how good you get at telling the difference will determine how successful and how comfortable, and I don't want comfort in the sense of just frills and whistles, right? But comfortable in the sense of my walk. Because here's the thing, guys. We're all walking uphill. Because if you're walking downhill, where are you headed? <laughs> So, so we're all headed uphill. So there, there's work to this. And I, and I want to share, I want you, this piece, I want you to know that your life is not happening to you. Sometimes we get caught in that, in that trap that we think life is happening to us, that the enemy, that the enemy's just just got it out for you. The enemy hates you. If he could kill you, you'd already be dead. For, let's, let's get that. He can't, he can't actually hurt you. So he's got to find another way. Guess what that way is? Self harm. Self harm isn't just cutting or, or or what Pastor Zach talked about here. Self harm is every day taking in thoughts that are deadly to my heart. And and some of us and most of us do that quite a bit. And so so tonight I want us for one to be able to. I want to. I want to replace some thoughts that you have of yourself. Because the first thing that you have to understand is that your, what you believe Jesus believes about you matters. But it's not all that matters. Okay? So, well, let, me, let me rephrase that. What Jesus about you is not all that matters. What you believe Jesus believes about you matters totally. See, Jesus did what he did because he believes what he believes about you. But how you receive that and what you believe about what he believes in you, how he sees you, will change everything about your relationship and whether or not you ever step into what he's done. Amen. And so that's why I want to start with tonight, that you are dearly, dearly loved. Yes. And, if, and if you guys don't know that, there's one, I mean, there's 66 books, you can pick one <laughs> to find that. But there's one that does it better than any of them, and it's called The Song of Songs. It's a prophetic book completely written about Jesus' love for you. And hopefully <laughs> our love back to him. But the first thing that you have to see is that, that you are loved. Guys, I'm not talking about feelings and gushiness and all that stuff like that. But guess what? Jesus is love. Get over it. All right? He is love. You're not going to get away from love. And if you want to, then that's <laughs> we need to work on that anyway. Because, But here's the thing, guys, that you have to see, and you have to believe this, because what I'm going to talk about tonight, what I'm going to unpackage, is how your heart works. And most of you will know this. I'm not going to blow your mind with revelational things that you have never heard before. I'm going to remind many of us how this thing works. Because, see, Proverbs tells us something that's very, very, very key and vital and of importance to us. That every issue of my life... Flows out of my heart. So once again, reinforces life isn't happening to me. I'm a key component of my life. Okay? So I'm partnering. I have have a part to play in my own life. And that's what I want to talk about tonight when it comes to voices and feelings. is because there's two voices. there's, There's tons of voices, but there's two I want to talk to you about tonight. One, that will never leave you nor forsake you ever. Anybody know who that is? Jesus. That's love. The voice of love. There is another voice that will never leave you as well. It never left Jesus. It's the voice of fear. Think about it. Jesus' highest moment of ministry, right? He just got filled with the Holy Spirit. Boom. Whatever. He's got confirmed in front of everybody. He takes him. He, the Holy Spirit leads him into the desert. What voice shows up? Fear, right? It's doubt, right? Getting him to to focus on anything but the promise, the words, the truth that had already been spoken. So I started tonight with a truth that's already been spoken about you. You're blessed. You're highly favored. You're above and not beneath. You are the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Those things are forever true. Forever written before you were born, by the way. So, like, your life has nothing to do with whether it's true or not. <laughs> That's what I want. I want We're talking about some shame and guilt getting off of us tonight. I want you to know that there's nothing you can do that changes what God says about you. Yeah. And I don't care if it was today you did it, okay? My, 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 my exasperation is not frustration, it's, it's truly we miss how much Jesus loves us. Think about this. Yeah, let's do that experiment. Think about your worst day. Don't worry, we're not going to stay here. Okay? Think about your worst day ever. You got it? What if every time I came around you, what if every time anybody came around you, all they did was bring that day up? How would that make you feel? Would you, would you, be enjoy, would you joy, enjoy that? Would you be joyful? No. See... When we look at our sin and when all we can do is look and focus on our sin and all we do is bring our sin to Jesus, all we do is bring him back to the cross every time. And I don't know about you, I don't want to do that to Jesus either. When everything in Jesus says, I paid for it, I buried it, I literally threw it as far as the east is from the west in the sea of forgetfulness, I don't want to remember it, why are you rehashing it? It's paid for. It's done. It's not hindering you. There's nothing you can do today that's going to stop the will of God. I, I know that blows people's minds. There's a partnering. No, no, hear me in this. There's a caveat. You've got to have an upright heart that's, that's pursuing Jesus. But if you've got that, anybody, anybody here would say, well, I don't have that. I'm just, I guarantee everybody would raise their hand and say, well, I, I have an upright heart. I've received Jesus. He's given me a new heart. And my heart every day is to serve him and to love him. Guess what? Qualifications met. Everything else is just history. Jesus already knows everything that you've done and everything you're going to do. Get over it. Is this helping? Is this setting some people free tonight? I'm, I'm, I feel like I, I need to belabor that a little bit. Because I feel like that's one, some of the biggest things that keep us back from seeing the fullness of God in our lives. Is because we can't we can't get past the fact that Jesus loves us so much that He just wants what's He just wants best. Amen. He just wants to keep going forward. He wants to be in He says that in His presence is fullness of joy. Well, doesn't sound like mourning, mourning the the sin that I could I've, I've committed. Yeah. So so there's some important things that we gotta have in place. Belief. Alright? So belief. And this belief is a word that we all say, but we rarely actually know what it means. Okay? We slap it on everything. We say we believe a lot of things. But when I look at the scripture, it says if we believe it, we'd have it. There's, there's like nothing in between there, okay? And so I'm not being harsh. This falls on me first. Trust me, anything I ever say, it's because I heard it. <laughs> and, so, and so anyway, so... I, The thing that we have to remember is that what do we really believe? Because here's why I believe so important. If your heart is soil that does not care what seed lands on it, you guys know that, right? Your heart has a purpose and its purpose is to bring forth fruit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't test the seed to go, oh, you know, that's a, that's poison ivy. I don't want to grow that. You guys ever seen poison ivy seeds get spit out of the ground and not grow? I wished, man, that'd that'd be off. It's not how it works. Why? Because the soil does what the soil does. It produces fruit. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's, It's designed by God. But here's the thing. How do we determine what gets grown? And we know we're supposed to guard our heart. That's literally Proverbs 4. talks about guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flow the issues of life. Well, tonight what I want to do is give you some practical things of how do we filter? Because any good garden has a fence. And the size and the state of that fence will determine the health of that garden. Because everybody wants life. Even the demons and the devil that can't have it. See, they lost theirs. They lost the true nature of love and life. But if they could steal yours, they will. That's why, talking about little foxes. See, sometimes we put in place, and life does this to us. It helps, life helps us create these fences, these barriers. Sometimes situations and circumstances, parents upbringing, bringing, Teaching, there's all kinds of stuff that goes into play to building this fence. But that fence, what I submit to you tonight, is actually your belief system. Because here's something that I see once again in the scripture: is that if we believe, we believe, we have in our life what we believe. Does that make sense to everyone? That's a big statement. It's going over easier than I thought, so that's good. What I mean by that is that right now, this is where it'll get sticky. There's things in, if there's things in your life that you know shouldn't be there or that you know you don't want there, there's something in your belief system that says it has a right to be there. Does that make sense? And so we have to begin to check our belief system. What is it that we truly believe? Because sometimes you just want to believe it. But here, here's the key. I told you I was going to tell you how to define belief. Belief is not hearing something and going, yeah, I want that. That's wanting. That's hoping. Right? I would hope I can have that in my life. right? Belief is when I actually mix faith with it enough that I, there's an action in my life that proves it. Yeah. See, that's belief. And when we get to that point, you will see whatever it is that you believe. That's why when you're sick and you go to pray for healing, but you lay back in bed, you don't get healed. Because there wasn't faith. (laughs) There was a prayer and a hope, but there wasn't a, well, if I was healed, like I believe, then I would go get ready. I'm not talking about healing tonight, but my point is, belief, there's always an action. Faith is always, remember, faith without works is dead. So so when we talk about this belief system, it becomes a filter for a heart. And anything that wants to get in my heart, which let's just talk about seed and soil, right? So thoughts, voices, and and, um, what was the other thing I was talking about tonight? Feelings. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Feelings are seeds that are trying to get in your heart. And so we have to first have a picture of what Jesus is saying about us. Anybody not received a word from Jesus? That's why I started with that, by the way. Ever? I mean, like if you—I mean, if you're sitting here today and you've never heard God say anything about you, I want to talk to you because I want to tell you what He says. Because you got to have that. Because if you don't know what God says about you, then you don't know what He how He feels about you. And the thing that you have to settle on is that Jesus is true. Like. The truth. And so whatever he says is true regardless of how you feel. Regardless of what anybody else says about it. And whether or not you believe that, remember what belief is, is what you'll see. So in the moment, so back to our crest of the wave when we fall underneath, right? What Jesus said is that nothing has changed, Kevin. Nothing has changed. You are you have your position has not changed in one one moment, one centimeter. It has not changed. The only thing that has changed is what you believe about yourself. What's being sown in your heart. So we've got to look at this filter and say, that's why this is why if you if you're ever coming, at least to this church thinking that you're going to find a way to get, to, to get better, like growing into Jesus without the Word of God, you're in the wrong spot. Because if you don't know what God says, guess what? He wrote it out for you. I want to just to prove, not that you need me to prove it, I just want to do it, because I love to boast in Jesus. Um, I want to look at this. Song of Solomon. I'm just going to read a couple, just a couple verses Because I want you to get the context of just how much, I'm not saying Jesus, a lot of times we just think Jesus is like, oh yeah, we're good, bro. That's not the type of love that we're talking about. We're talking about like a love that says, no matter where you go or what you do, I will always find you. No matter how you run from me, you'll never get away. And that's not creepy. Because he's really love. And he loves you the way that you need to be loved. See, what most of us are scared of when we get all get uncomfortable about the, 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 the like song of Solomon <laughs> is that I don't want to be loved like that. <laughs> like Jesus is going to be like, I don't care if you like it or not. He, he's a gentleman. So, so let your guard down for a minute and just listen to what, how Jesus sees you. Trust me, I'm... I know I, I'm not in the wrong part of the Bible. I'm just using a different Bible that has Song of Solomon in the back. So you go, know some of you are looking at it like, man, is he back like in the index? Like, what is he about to do? About to read a definition for us? Anyway. <laughs> now I love, the, I love the passion translation. Um, for one, because I'm a very passionate person and it, and it often echoes my, uh, my, the way I would love to be talked to and love to talk. So I want you to hear this. Let's start. All right, verse eight, the shepherd king. Pretty easy to know who that is, right? It says, listen, my radiant one, if you ever lose sight of me, just follow in my footsteps where I have led my lovers. Come with your burdens and cares. Come to the place near the sanctuary of of my shepherds. My dearest one, let me tell you how I see you. You are so thrilling to me. To gaze upon you is like looking at one of Pharaoh's finest horses, a strong, regal steed pulling his royal chariot. Your tender cheeks are aglow. Your earrings, gem-laden necklaces, set ablaze with them. We will enhance your beauty, encircling you with golden reins of love. You will be marked with our redeeming grace. And just a few verses later, Verse fifteen. Look at look at you, my dearest darling. You are so lovely. You are beauty itself to me. Your passionate eyes are like gentle doves. Jesus sees you like that right now in this moment. Doesn't matter where you came from today. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter what thought you're having right now. So you got to start there. Because if you don't have that anchor point, then yes, voices. And feelings are going to have their way with you. Yeah. Because there's no anchor point. When I, that's what Jesus told me in that moment. He says, Gavin, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Except for voices and feelings are now contradicting what I've said. See, Jesus doesn't promise that you wouldn't have a confrontation. You have to, it's not a fight in the sense of going to fight a war, war, it's a fight to rest in the fact that he's already won it. Because sometimes we get lost in bravado, and we start fighting a war that's not ours to fight. And we get bloodied and beaten down, and the feelings of it, and all these things, because it's what we do, we're men, and it's like, no, not not it, guys. Jesus says, I already won. Go tell them that I've won. Go tell them who I am and what I've done. Remind them that the war is over and that they have to leave. See, that's a different place. I'm loved so much that I can stand in the midst of my enemies. We just sang about it, right? And raise a hallelujah with my eyes closed and not be fearful. He says, he makes a table in the presence of your enemies. See, little foxes are your enemies. The enemy was Jesus' enemy. Okay? So by us being now connected with Jesus, yes, there is, there is a, there's an enemy to fight there. But your fight isn't to go out and fight the devil. Your fight is to win the war of your heart and your mind. And so when we put these belief places and when we put these belief systems, this, this filter in place, now there's something... That hits. So, like that moment, praise God that he was so faithful to just go, Gavin, that nothing's changed. What's going on here? You know better. Right. See, feelings and emotions and voices that we hear are indicators. Okay? Can be indicators. Especially feelings. Voices the enemy just throws, just throws junk at you to throw it at you. And so does the world. Because here's the thing. Everything wants to reproduce after its own kind. Even the perverted things. Right? And there's sin perverted a lot of things. But it still has the same call on its life. <laughs> In the sense of reproduce. Be fruitful and multiply. It just is reproducing and multiplying the wrong thing. So, it's tr- so the world and the enemy are constantly throwing seeds at you. And if your garden, of which you will eat the fruit of, isn't protected then those those seeds are going to land and start begin to grow and if they grow what anybody know what the, it says it spoils the vine it says that there's even cares of the world that choke out the seed of the word and so it begins to actually turn the face and the heart of the garden and so we want to build good fences so that when I when thought, and I'm going to give you some practical things. I keep saying that. I'm going to get there. I just got to set it up, set the table. Of how we can immediately identify. Because there are some things. A lot of times this, the scriptures is very much, and the way of the kingdom is very much, you, it's like this or it's like that. And it's kind of, you kind of have to dig it out, right? Parables, right? Tonight, I'm going to give you some, some, some like... Is it this, is it this, is it this? And if it is, throw it away. Like that kind of practical. Okay? Because there's some things, like I said earlier, that Jesus will never say to you. He will never say them to you. But the world will say them all day. The enemy will say them all day long. That's why it's so important to set at the feet of Jesus, to get into his word, is because when we do that, we know him. Anybody, Anybody ever had a bunch of telemarketers call them right now? It's robocalls and stuff, right? How do you know it's them? You get the tone down, right? Even if it's a person, it's like the first phrase you're like, dude, you're selling me something. No. Right? We get accustomed to hearing the tone and the start of the conversation. And we already know that it's a lie, that it's a gimmick or it's a hook. Yeah. See, that's what we're talking about. We've got to learn which one of these voices is Jesus of which I need to, I need to adhere to and hold on to with everything that I have. And then every other voice I need to just throw it away. Amen. That's good. And here's the thing, even if it's like valid, this is what gets people. But what if the voice says something that's right? I don't care. Jesus is true. Fact versus true. I'll pick true. Okay? So let me say this. Especially when the enemy comes and says something that you know is right. Pastor Wayne talked about it just a couple weeks ago about agreeing quickly with your adversary when you're in the way. Why? Because it's not about you. And it ain't about your righteousness. It's his righteousness. (laughs) And I'm just going to jump onto that. Because here's the thing that we have to understand about Jesus' mercy. It's bigger than you understand. All he's asked for you to do is fall on it. The moment that you realize you need it, come jump on. Uh, There's scripture, and Pastor Lee, you probably know exactly where it's at more than I would. Um, I just would get myself in trouble. It says basically there's two options. That you can either fall on the rock or the rock will fall on you. That's my paraphrase, right? Here's what I've learned. Go jump on the rock. Every time you need it. Every time you realize that, that, that you need mercy, go jump on that sucker. Jump on him. He, can, he is soft. That's what you find. He may be called a rock because he's immovable, but I can promise you, he just wraps you up. That's what we're talking about in these moments. Instead of fighting the fight... Know the truth. And if it's, even if it's one thing that Jesus has said about you, then in that moment, that's what you go back to. Jesus, you said this, and I'm not giving up on that. I know your truth. I know, you're, I know that you would, you're faithful. You never leave me nor forsake me. This is where the word comes in. See, you fill yourself with the word, and all of a sudden, like, I can keep going for 10 minutes. Yeah. But I remember a day. Well, I had One. <laughs> But guess what? I'm still going to hang on to that one. And I'm going to stand there. Yeah. But I want to encourage you. But that's what it takes. It doesn't mean that the moment that you stand up and say that word that everything changes. It's not magic. It's says stir yourself up, right? <laughs> and stir one another up. Why? Because you need it. You got you to build yourself up. You got you to continue to. To to repeat, I've had an experience with Jesus um, that just I had never never heard of, but I, I mean I spent probably an hour and a half in a bathroom and looking in a mirror, just repeating what Jesus told me to repeat Amen. about myself. Amen. Changed my life. Yeah, that's good. I would encourage you guys to do some of that because if you don't know His voice, and I mean like by tone, by heart, by character. It will be near impossible. To just, the enemy's good at what he does, if you guys have, haven't realized that yet. He's been in business a while. And so he's really good at making it sound really close. But there's something he can never replicate. And that's his heart. He can never replicate the heart of Jesus. Even when I'm in the worst chastening, we'll say, it's still love. And I still feel love through every moment of it. So here, now I'm going to give you some things. If there's anything, any thought that comes into your mind on any time, any day about guilt, shame, condemnation, anger, doubt, unbelief, and I can keep going, it ain't Jesus. And if there's any feelings that come into your heart that feel like unworthiness, uselessness, what else? Doubt, depression, stress, frustration. Once again, hear me this. I'm not saying because you felt these that something's wrong with you. Hear me in that. I'm trying to give you some tools to go, hold on a minute. That, that's not that's not Jesus. Jesus doesn't give you frustration. He says he's a prince of peace. He says in his presence is the fullness of joy. So if I'm depressed and I've got doubt and I've got this stress and this torment, right? First thing, the first thing that I have to do is just recognize that I need him. See, that's why the scripture tells us to take every thought captive to the word. So you take every thought, so let's, let's, let's make that more, take every seed captive to the truth. And if that seed, whether it's a thought, an action, a feeling, isn't Jesus, throw it away. Just don't give it any more thought, replace it. And if it's something that you did and you didn't even know you did it, then just repent. And fall on the mercy. I mean, literally, guys, it's this simple. Jesus, I didn't even realize I did that. Jesus, I thank you that you're merciful. And I just fall on your mercy today. Whatever I've got to do, man, I just say yes and amen to it. Show me. Thank you for your grace. Let's keep going. Like that, like that easy. And then walk. But walk in the confidence of that. Because Jesus, here's the thing. If you walk around and you live life waiting for the next foot to fall, it will. If you see, see what the enemy was trying to do was to get me to believe that I was under a wave and that I was overwhelmed and that everything was gonna was crashing down on me. See what the enemy was trying to do was get that to be true because he can't make it true. See he can't hurt me. I. We 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 know these things. We see these things. I'm sealed. I'm wrapped in grace. I literally have two bodyguards that walk beside me, called goodness and mercy, everywhere I go. Amen. And so do you. So he can't get to me, but if he can get me, to get to me. See, that's what deceivers do. (laughs) They don't do it themselves. They get you to do it. Yeah. And so, so I, want you, I want you to truly, my heart tonight is to, once again, not, not to blow your mind, but to remind you that reevaluate your, I don't mean reevaluate your life and your direction. Sweet, if you need to do that, do that. But my point is, is this if there's things in your life, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling this burden of weight of shame and guilt and things like that, first thing first, identify where it came from and it ain't him. All right, because that's the first thing you do when you take something captive. And go, what is this thing? Anybody been hog hunting? Feel like we're in a good place for that? Anybody done it? Anybody did live capture removal? Okay, yeah, amen. There's a couple. Of, I, I used to work at a preserve, and we had to do that sometimes because we couldn't kill anybody. We couldn't kill any animals on the preserve, and so, so we uh, we uh, we'd have to capture them and take them off. And I can promise you, for those of you who have been around hogs at all, you'll be able to ruin. By the time you get that hog in a cage, there's, a, there's several things you're aware of. One, what it is. What it wants to do to you. And then you're aware of what it will do to you if you let it. See, wild hogs are, are bunnies compared to some of the thoughts that we gulp down and we let into our garden. That's how the enemy attacks. And I know I know the staff's headed to a trip this next week. <laughs> the enemy hates that. So I think this is timely to remind us that don't let don't let don't let wild hogs run in your garden. Because they will destroy everything that they can. And then all of a sudden we're we're caught in this moment of, what happened? Anybody been there? Yeah, that see, that's not Jesus. He says, once again we're all up we're all walking uphill. So there's a grade and it's steep. But see there's no there's no there's no detours in that path. He just says keep coming. And as long as you can continue to live in the confident hope, remember, God, scripture tells us there's this one hope that we never lose, we never leave, never lose sight of. What? Anybody know that one? It's basically this the whole hope of glory is Jesus being alive and real in us. So that's already done, it's true. It's done. So, in everything that I face today and everything I'm gonna face tomorrow, guess what? The truth is already done. My job is to respond to it. And every day that I will respond to it, every day that I'll keep my heart with all diligence, life will flow out of it. That's Jesus, right? He is the way, the truth, and the life. So I want to, if they would put up this, if Alex, if you'd put up this, uh, there we go, thank you. So, simple. So we got a filter. That filter, tonight, what I'm going to tell you, is your belief system. But that f- belief system, and this, this is where it's at, guys, because it's easy to walk away from something like this and not change anything about your life, and you'll eat the fruit of it. Okay? There is, there is an action. It's not, it's not a deserving thing. You're not earning or gaining anything. It's just the way that it works. If you don't put a filter in a car, your engine's going to get blown up. Well, for one, it won't even work. But my point is that if you don't filter out bad things, it's going to destroy whatever it is. And your heart is right here in the middle, and out of it is your very life. And so, here's the thing. Many of us, this is what it looks like. Both. A lot of times we get caught thinking that it's either one or the other. I either got a lush garden, or I got a barren desert. The reality is, is most of our our hearts and lives look like that. But here's, here's the practicality of what I'm telling you today. Is that the more that I will build this filter off the Word of God, believing it, meaning mixing faith, putting actions to it, then, see all that stuff over there? Let's just think that if every one of those was a bad seed, that it, the, less, the more and more that filter looks like the Word of God and is, 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 is in congruence, With the word of God, the less of those seeds that will come through. And if there ain't bad seed, there can't be bad fruit. (laughs) Amen? Were you blessed? Would you stand to your feet? Oh, do you want to come up first? I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Once again, nothing mind blowing tonight, but life changing. How do you know that it really is the little things? It really is the little things. Everybody, it's easy to flash the big, the amazing miracles that happen right in your face. Those are awesome and amazing. And I will say yes and amen to every moment I can stand and watch them and be a part of them and, 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 and bring them. But here's the thing. Those aren't what got me here. They aren't what got, what got you here either. It's the everyday choices to follow Him. It's allowing the Word to do what it does in your life. See, every good and perfect gift comes from God. Let me say that again. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So if it's good, it's God. If it ain't, it's not. I don't want it. Return to cinder. Right? Right? So I want to pray for you. And as far as the the ministry of earlier, Jesus has already set the stage for the life change tonight. I just want to give an opportunity to seal it. For anybody that, let's just be serious, needed this word tonight. Like, Jesus knew you needed that word. And he, had, he cord, coordinated multiple people to make sure that you get it. Just in case I messed it up, Zach would get it. Just in case Zach messed it up, you, I'd get it. Just in case we both messed it up, Levi got it. Amen? That's how much Jesus loves you. It speaks to your value. And so I want, I want to pray for you. If, you. if that's you tonight, if you just, just, just open your hands to the Jesus. Yeah, I'm keeping mine up because I need it. Amen? Amen? I just told you my story. I really needed it. Jesus, you see our hearts, and you're the one, you are our life. So we just thank you. We thank you that your word truly does speak better. Your blood speaks a better word, a better word than any thought, any feeling could ever try to disrupt. Jesus, today, right now, as we stand open arms, outstretched, here's what we declare. No feeling or no voice has the right to call you a liar in our lives. Your word is true and forever settled. And we say yes and amen to every bit of it. We ask, Lord, that, that your, your grace and your mercy would, would help every bit of it, every promise come true in our life because we submit to it. God, we ask that you would begin to speak to us in new ways, new times, new places. God, we want to hear your voice, because when we hear your voice, we, we're not only edified, we're, we're secured, we're fas- fastened to stand. So Jesus, we just thank you We receive your grace and your mercy in this season of life as we face these things, as we learn these things, as we get these things into our heart and the very core of who we are. And we just welcome your love in our life because Jesus, your power is your love. And so tonight, we receive more of it than we ever have. And we ask, Lord, for grace to understand what it means to ask for more and and to receive it every day. Thank you for changing our lives. Thank you for sealing these things in our heart. And thank you for always, always, always being faithful to remind us what you've already told us in Jesus name. Amen and amen.